Welcome to the Part-Time Creator Podcast, the podcast that shows you how to kill it on social media with short-form videos that your audience can't stop watching. We prioritize time-efficient tactics and tools that will help you grow an audience of raving fans that love your content. Speaking of time-efficient, let's cut to the chase and get to today's episode. What's up? What's going on? Happy New Year. I know we're already more than halfway through the first month of the year, but I just want to say Happy New Year. Hope everything is going well for your new year. Today, I have three mistakes that you're making as a video creator that is killing your growth on social media. And I think that this is even this is going to be even more potent and even worse if you continue doing these things this year, because the shift has already happened. We're already seeing more and more creators on social media shift to this new way and basically shed the old way. I don't know if it's because of the new year or if because it's just the natural occurrence of things, but doing these three things in 2023 is not going to be good for you. So let's dive into the first one. Um, this is a technique that I see a lot of creators use and I'm not, I don't want you to think that I'm bashing anyone who does this. Cause I certainly don't think that it's like harmful to the creator economy. I just don't think it's going to be something that, that viewers are going to want to listen to anymore. I think they're going to get tired of it. And that is teasing and adding fluff to your content, uh, you know, basically trying to add a bunch of fluff, a bunch of filler to help increase your watch time. So there's one thing. it's one thing to build curiosity with your content, right? If you're telling a story and you're telling details and you're leading up to it, that's different. If you're just simply, you know, adding a bunch of like hooks and and you're basically like one hook after the other, just constantly kind of teasing the point, but not really getting to it. People are not going to put up with that. That was a technique that at first was really useful because it wasn't something most people were doing, or at least not effectively. Now, the more and more creators that use it, the more people see it, the more they get tired of it and the faster they get tired of it. So I really think that it's one of those things where if you're a creator that continues to do this pretty consistently this coming year or this year, I don't think it's going to last very long. I don't think it's going to be efficient for you. I think it's probably going to hurt you. Um, And again, I just don't think it's worth it for your overall approach. So what's the best way to do it? There's nothing wrong with hook. Hooks are still important. You still want to get people interested in the first three to five seconds, if not in a shorter amount of time. There's not even anything wrong with trying to add a little bit of uh, color or curiosity to your um, the end of your hook or sort of what's called a second hook. I just don't want you to get into like the 22nd mark and you still haven't even gotten to the value, right? So the hook is what gets people to keep from swiping. The value piece is what keeps them listening. And if you position your value almost like a hook in the sense that the first piece of value is helping them get a paint a picture of what's to come. That's why like three tips for blah, blah, blah works so well is because, okay, I know he's going to give, or she's going to give three tips. I know it's going to be, you know, probably take about this long. As long as it take you forever to get to the third tip, that's fine. That's a way of leading people into going, okay, three tips, you know, stay tuned. One thing that I've liked to use in the past is like, if I have five tips or something, I'll say the third one was my absolute favorite. So it's like, oh, okay, the third one's probably going to be the best, at least according to this creator. I'm going to stay until the third one. So that's another technique I like to use. But again, if you're just like constantly kind of just droning on and just trying to increase watch time, it's it's not going to work in your favor. Mistake number two is overthinking your content. The only two things you actually have to care or, or pay, I would say 90% of your time should be spent on the messaging and how you position yourself in that messaging. So what does that mean? Well, 
the story, the detail, the value, how you're going to incorporate some sort of interesting storytelling type flair, right? Not everything you have to be has to be like a, this person went here, they, they had this conflict here, they resolved it and it turns them into this. But it should have some sort of flow where you have like the, the most basic example is problem or conflict, problem, solution, and then basically any sort of additional pieces you want there. There's lots of different ways to tell a story, but in most cases, when people watch your videos and they know you're an informational or an educational type creator, then you want to identify a problem, teach somebody how they can solve that problem, and then there you go. That's your that's your bread and butter right there. Now, while you're describing the problem, I think it's useful to use as much emotion as you possibly can, really dig at the source of things that they're feeling as they're going through struggling with this problem. So like as a part-time creator, one of the things I talk about often is being time efficient, right? You have very little time. You're, you're the creator that has the least amount of time. So you have to be very time efficient and you have to have tools and strategies and organization that helps you from wasting time, but more importantly, utilizing the time that you actually have. It's one of the reasons why I work so hard to continually try to uh, put efficiency at the very front of my systems. So like if I'm teaching somebody how to go from recording content to posting content, I don't want any fluff. I don't want any guessing. I want there to be a very systematic process as much as there can be in the creative process. Because I think if you systemize too many things, then the creativity is pretty much removed and there needs to be some fluidity, some organic experience that us creators need to have something that's more intuitive or maybe more uh, off the cuff. If everything's scripted, it just feels like a job. And we definitely don't want to just have everything feel like a job. An example of this is that a lot of times I'll create bullet points for my podcast, for my TikTok videos, but a lot of times I won't use all the bullet points. And in most cases I use too many, but I rather have too many bullet points than not enough. So again, it's one of those things where it's like, I want as much, you know, organization as I can, but I'm not committed to like reading it verbatim. You know what I mean? So that's mistake number two. Mistake number three is letting others dictate your mood or how you think about your own content or how you think about yourself. So a very good example of this is you might see a creator that either came up at the same time that you did, or maybe they had the same amount of followers that you did at a similar time. And then they just take off, they explode. Like they get into the you know thousands of viewers or thousands of subscribers or, or followers, whatever you want to call them. And you're like, dude, my content is just as good as this person, if not better. I post more consistently. My videos are this, my videos are that. You're getting too into the weeds of comparing yourself to other people. Nine times out of 10, if someone explodes on TikTok or on a social media app, it's not, it's less about the things that you didn't do and more about the things that they just got lucky on. Not saying they didn't put some hard work in, but there are tons of creators that are putting hard work in that are posting two to three times a day that are, have been consistent for two months and they don't pop off. But then there's some that, you know, maybe post once a day that have only been consistent for a month and suddenly they pop off. So, you know, that kind of stuff happens, but don't let it discourage you. And when I say this stuff, I'm not like on some sort of pedestal, like looking down on everyone who still does this. This is, these are things that I still fight mentally. I've certainly not um, grasped by it. I'm not pre preoccupied by it as much as I used to be, 
but it's still something that I'll notice and I'll be like, oh man, you know, that kind of sucks, but don't let it linger too long. Don't let it affect your next move, your next video, your next piece of content, because honestly, those things are only going to get in the way of your consistency. And considering there's really nothing to learn from a situation like that, uh, because again, it's so many things, there's so many things on social media that can cause somebody to go viral or pop off or whatever that they don't have control over that you don't have control over that's wasting your time thinking about it is literally just a waste of time. Um, the only thing you have to do is continue grinding the path, continue making videos. Um, at this point in my journey as a mentor for part-time creators and creators in general, especially with video, my, my really, my only two cornerstone pieces of content or cornerstone pieces of advice is post as much as you can find ways to post more often. So if that's stitching videos, duetting videos, recording on the TikTok app so you can start and stop when you're recording your, your talking videos, if it means batch recording, it doesn't matter to me. Whatever works best for you. Those are all techniques that you can use. But focus on volume. The second thing is don't worry about what happens after you post the video. Obviously, it feels good if a ton of people are liking it, you get a ton of views, you get a lot of feedback. That's all great and everything. And you can use that as a way to um, create more content in the future. Like if a video did really well, make more of that content. That's a perfect example of learning from what's working on the platform at the time. But if a video flops, if a video gets under, like I had a video the other day that got under a hundred views in an, in a day, which is pretty uncommon for a video to do at least in maybe like the first three hours, you'll get a hundred views. <clears throat> it didn't. And whatever, who cares? <laughs> it didn't take, I mean, it took me a long time to, to kind of adopt that point, but I started adopting it more when I heard more creators saying things like that, when I realized, you know what, who cares, right? If you make a thousand videos, are you going to care about the 990 videos that didn't do well? No, you're going to care about the one that, that went viral, that went, that went big or that made your career or whatever. It only takes one video to completely change your entire, um, your entire life on a social media app like TikTok. So again, it's about volume. Now, when I talk about volume, I want it to be clear that I'm not saying post crap just for the sake of posting. There is a certain minimum of quality that you need pretty much at all times. And from there, you want to maintain that quality and then push the ceiling of, of quantity, right? So yes, quality is important, but I mean, yes, quantity is important, but not without some sort of minimal of quality, of, of quality, right? So I think as creators, we're always basically pushing the boundaries of quantity versus quality. And a lot of times it has to do with time commitment, right? I don't have a whole lot of time to edit. I'm editing client videos. I'm editing my own stuff. I'm trying to record all while doing my full-time job. You're probably doing the exact same thing, right? You're trying to figure out the most efficient way to consistently post. And I think that things, you know, just like, I mean, this is kind of a side topic, but as a bonus tip, you know, stitching videos on TikTok is huge, right? You've already got the hook. You've already got the, the prompt, the subject that you're going to be talking about already there. You just got to add your two cents and somehow add additional value to that point. Or what I like to think of it is this is a video. My, my audience probably hasn't seen the one that I'm stitching. I'm bringing it to their attention, but I'm also showing them my association with that by giving my perspective and my opinion and my authentic take with that. So anyway, um, didn't want to do t this episode too long. I wanted to keep this a little bit more concise because I'm trying to cut out all the, 
the fluff and, and too many tangents and save those for just additional episodes as opposed to like, you know, going too off the, the diving board. I don't want to make it very on topic and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, so that's it for today's episode. Thanks a ton for listening. If there's anything I can do for you as a creator, please reach out to me on social media. TikTok's the best place, Shane underscore PTC. And on Instagram, Shane underscore PTC. Have a great rest of your day. I'll see you in a future episode. Bye.